you're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast with your host, Mimi Footnip. This is the podcast that brings you all things pedal pumping. I am a pedal pumping content creator and foot model. You can find more about me on my website, mimifootnip.com. You can also see photos and links to videos and uh, have a YouTube channel things like that. So check it out. I'm also on OnlyFans, Avian Stars, and Clips for Sale. This week, I've got a couple of emails to share and a bit of bad news, which I'll get into later. I want to let you know that I have a new story by Jim Shu up on the website. It's called, Do You Have a Thing for Pedal Pumping? It is also on Patreon along with an audio file of my narration. So if you want to hear me narrate the story, check it out on Patreon. A big thank you and shout out to my patrons. You guys are just so cool and so welcoming to my new guys. I just I just love the bond in this community so, so much. For those of you who may be new here, Patreon is kind of like an extension of the podcast where I upload additional audio files, stories, photos, stuff like that. And the community weighs in and comments and we share ideas and uh, our own stories there. You can find the link on my website, mimifootnip.com or go to patreon.com slash pedalpumpingpodcast. All right, onward with the podcast. We're going to jump into some emails right after this short break. Welcome back from the break. Um, Okay, (laughs) sorry, you guys. A little break and I'm just like kind of lost my place here, lost my train of thought. All right, I'm going to start with an email from someone named S. S says, having listened to you since you started the PP podcast, I could tell you are a woman of intelligence and class. The recent revelation of why you don't show your face confirmed what I thought all along. Working at a CPA firm in the middle of the country, I understand the use of a fake name and utilize it myself. By the way, accounting services may be cheaper where I live. Winky face emoji. Your professionalism and the executive way you carry yourself is part of my attraction to the PP fetish. Coming of age in the 80s, the way women would dress up in skirts, dresses, pantyhose, high heels, etc. secured my love of that look. Throw in the higher likelihood of car trouble and women who were used to pumping the gas pedal to get a car started was a great time to grow up. The cars you mentioned you drove first would have led to many attempts at starting the engines, I am sure. I know you prefer flip-flops and heels with no hose, and you look great in them, but the videos you do wear nylons are amazing. As far as I know, you have broken the mold on pedal pumping with your status in, quote, real life. And I am so glad you decided to live this part out. Your voice is very sexy and adds to the amazing content you produce. If I lived anywhere near you, I would be happy to pay for an in-person session. As great as the audio and video you produce is, I imagine seeing it live would be a fantastic experience. With your permission, I would like to write a story with you as the main character. No inappropriate content, as I know consent is important to you. 
Thank you for all you do, S. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being acknowledged as a professional. I think because as a, you know, a sex worker who also wears a professional hat, and you'd be surprised, so many sex workers do, or models, like fetish models, whether or not they want to call themselves sex workers or not, I don't know. But it's a highly stigmatized and, frankly, dangerous profession and there are a lot of misconceptions. I had someone say to me a few months ago that he thought the only reason, the only reason that I am a pedal pumping foot model content creator is because his words, not mine. It's the best I could do which is just super loaded, right? It's kind of like saying sex work is like bottom of the barrel and when when a person has no no other option, they turn to sex work, which is incredibly inaccurate, I think in the in my case and in the case of so many female sex workers, I know um, this is something that they pursue as, you know, as a business, as a passion, as a legitimate, you know, means of income and it takes a lot of creativity and marketing skills and customer service skills and technical skills. There's just so much involved. I certainly wouldn't say it's like bottom of the barrel kind of work. But, you know, the misogyny in our culture is rampant. And so this is, you know, part of part of the reality is I can't really show my face because my face is plastered all over the internet um, with my other job. So for now, anyway, I need to kind of lay low and keep my face out of my fetish content. Um, and I, and you know, I think a lot of people get it because I know a lot of pedal pumping fans are also professionals and and have high-ranking public um, posts in our culture right where they you know being outed as a consumer or a creator of the fetish just has consequences unfortunately now you did say that something about me breaking the mold with my real life status I'm not totally sure what you mean by that so I invite you to clarify if you mean that because I talk about it with like friends and family I mean yes I absolutely do I and I talk about it with strangers to an extent but I'm learning that not everyone is open to that kind of thing and maybe I should test the water a little bit more you know I don't ever want to make someone feel uncomfortable I I feel like it is kind of a like a boundary violation to just foist your sexuality on to somebody without, you know, giving them the opportunity to consent or knowing them well enough to know that that kind of thing wouldn't be TMI, right? We don't generally just share sexual details in our culture, in American culture. And I- I'm assuming that you're American because um, you wrote about living in the middle of the country I assume that means the middle of my country I don't know that's very um like American centric of me to assume that uh but I 
think I'm, I think that I'm right on that. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I've been wrong before. It only happened once. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I would love it if you wrote a story about me as the main character. I totally welcome fan fiction. I think that would be incredible. And I would love to be able to read some stories um, centered around me. So I look forward to getting that. Email it to me. And everyone's welcome to do that, all my listeners. Um, you can email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com with your stories about pedal pumping, whether or not they involve me or they're your real life, you know, your true stories. And if it's something you'd like me to share on the podcast, certainly I welcome you to contact me with your stories. Um, you could also, um, you know, message me about really pretty much anything. Um that's an open invitation. So <laughs> I'm calling you S because that is how you signed this um, email. Thank you so much for, for listening and supporting the podcast. And I look forward to reading the story with me as the main character. Also, S says something about that I prefer flip-flops and heels with no hose. Um, it's it's part partly it's like a just a lifestyle thing i um live near the beach so i'm oftentimes in flip-flops i don't have an office job i work from home so i don't you know really get dressed up for work and i like a lot of um like flip-flop style like kitten heel or high heel shoes and it's not so great to wear nylons with the like the thong uh, bit between the big toe and the little toes I was I think I mentioned last week on the podcast that I've been like cleaning out old photographs and stuff and I found a whole bunch of photos you know back in the day and not and actually not that long ago um with pictures of me going out with friends and I'm wearing pantyhose and all these different pictures um, if I can somehow kind of edit them, maybe I can put some of those on Patreon too. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not going to make any promises today, but I'll look through those photos. Um, I am Gen X. I am, you know, I came of age, I was born in the seventies, came of age in the eighties. So I totally know what you're talking about. I freaking love the eighties. I love how androgynous it was. I love how women, ha you know, really came into their own in terms of like the power suit right and like pumps and pantyhose and shoulder pads and like the makeup the whole 80s style I just feel like is so I don't know don't you guys miss that <laughs> those of you that are old enough to remember the 80s I mean I know some of my my listeners are a bit younger but I am you know definitely a Gen X Gen X kid growing up in the 80s and and uh, you know I got my driver's license in 1988 89 somewhere in there um so that if that tells you <laughs> I um I definitely can vibe off the nylons and it you know is a preferred look as well I do like the look and feel of nylons and it kind of depends on the situation whether I wear them or not I'm going to for example I'm going to an outdoor wedding in October 
and I'll probably wear nylons to that event because it's, you know, it's a wedding. It's going to be at a really nice place and it's going to be outdoors. And so nylons are very practical and comfortable in the fact that they add a little extra warmth. You know, it's kind of like wearing tight pants <laughs> in a sense, right? Like naked pants. Um, it's they're a little bit warmer. You know, with warm weather, nylons are not as comfortable like, you know, a day just a day around town in the summer. I'm not really wearing nylons here in California, but in the fall at a wedding that starts in the afternoon and goes into the evening, I'll definitely wear wear some pantyhose and maybe I'll even take some pictures <laughs> or I'll do some pedal pumping. I'll probably drive because I'm going to be attending that wedding with my boyfriend and he's a big uh, fan of the alcohol. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink at all. So, um, and there's a whole story. Maybe I'll share that on the, on Patreon. I get a little more personal with my life on Patreon than I do on, on the podcast. I record extra audio bits and, and post them on Patreon after, after I record the podcast. It's kind of like my reflections and then I fill in a lot of like extra more personal details. So maybe I'll share more about that and the whole drinking thing, but I don't drink, um, I've been thinking about drinking, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not currently, uh, drinking. I'm not a drinker. So I will probably drive to that wedding and that would be a really good opportunity actually to have my drunk boyfriend shoot some footage of me driving to the wedding. Anyway. Okay. Let's move on to the next email. This one is, um, from someone named Jay and Jay says hello Mimi I want to thank you for your content and contribution to the PP community the podcasts are great after listening to a couple of them I felt compelled to contact you I've never talked openly about my fetish it all started for me at the ripe old age of six I'm 50 now born in 1970 I had a sitter daycare lady she had a bunch of kids of her own. I'll be concentrating on two. A high school-aged daughter and a college-aged daughter. I only saw her in summer and on winter break. They were both very attractive to me. Jane, the 17-year-old, was all around all the time. We hung out quite a bit. She drove and I would say things like, I wish you'd get stuck in the mud. Very openly, it was kind of a running gag in the house with us. I don't know what made me wish it. I just did. Maybe TV or a movie with a car stuck. Anyway, Jane would sit on the couch after school reading, doing homework. One day, I sat on the floor in front of her. She rubbed my back with her foot. I liked it. So I did it every day. It turned into her pushing me in the back with her foot as if I were a gas pedal. She would make car sounds too, then would say, oh no, I'm stuck and push on me. Then I started making car noises and she would make spinning tire sounds. A fetish was born. I went for rides with her from time to time. Sadly, never saw her stuck, but it was in the mid-70s and cars didn't always fire right up. So I got to see some pedal pumping and cranking. Not much, though. Kate, the older one, had a hand-me-down 67 Le Mans, and it was a very stubborn car to start. Kate and I also spent a lot of time together when she was home. She was so beautiful. And in the 1970s, women wore hose with heels. 
Another fetish was born. She took me with her on errands and for ice cream routinely and always had trouble coaxing the car to start. It was a great show. Watching her foot bounce on the pedal, her calf flexing when she pressed and held her foot to the floor, the rhythm, her thigh, the cranking sound. A feeling overcame me that I had no idea about. I can only describe it now as orgasmic, but I was only six. Obviously, Jane, Kate, or the rest of the family wouldn't believe it. It was arousing me. It was just normal, everyday situations. Kate would also watch me at my house on occasion. She must have talked to Jane because she played that gas pedal game with me like Jane did. That also started to affect me the same way actually watching her crank did. This was a great family and made me feel like one of them. I was invited to a number of their family functions. Kate brought me to her brother's softball games. One day, at one of these games, she had to park the car off in the grass. It had rained for a couple of days prior. Here in Connecticut, we have, I think it's Connecticut, we have a clay-like soil. It get like ice when wet. We left a couple innings early. The car barely moved. She tried reverse, barely moved again. She was wearing a summer dress and cork wedge heels. Here comes the fe that feeling again, watching her foot and calf. Wow. At six, I was no help, but a couple of guys showed up and gave a push and she got out. She gave out her number. Now I'm thinking about the hero aspect, the knight in shining armor and the damsel in distress. There were plenty of pedal pumping shows put on for me by these two girls over the next year plus until I moved to the other side of town. I doubt they ever had any idea of the effect they had on me or the fantasies I had about them in the years to come. Later, when I was 12, I mentioned something about this fantasy girl with a stuck car to a friend. He thought it was weird. I never mentioned it to anyone ever again. In high school, I was fortunate enough to have female friends who had hard starting cars but I just enjoyed watching and never said a word about enjoying it. As a matter of fact, I had to hide my excitement. I went my entire life thinking I was the only person in the world to be aroused by this. Then in the early 2000s, I discovered the internet. I stumbled upon a picture of a woman in a car. The pic was focused on her right leg and foot on the gas pedal. I looked into it more and discovered a pedal pumping site. Then more. With all sorts of content, cranking, stuck, revving, etc. I didn't even know it had a name, let alone so many other people that were into it. So much so they produced content. I was very happy to uncover this. It made me feel like less of a freak. I've still never openly talked about, though, until now, sorry. It was interesting to hear your take as a model on how it makes you feel. I never even gave that much thought. I like the damsel in distress aspect. I do like to be touched by women's feet and played with, but not dominated. Thank you for what you do and giving me an outlet. I had been on a couple of pedal pumping forums in the past, but still never opened up about it to anyone. Jay. Well, Jay, it's an absolute honor that you opened up about it to me. And I hope it's okay that I'm sharing this on the podcast anonymously. Uh, I feel, 
I feel like your your story and everyone who shares their story with me, each story is just such a treasure that I I cherish and hold in my heart. And I know that sounds like kind of cliche and corny, but that's really how I feel. It's truly an honor to feel that you are comfortable and trust me to share this with and that we can have this connection. So you mentioned that you were born in 1970. So we're the same generation. I was born in 1973. So it's it's feeling like Gen X week here on the podcast. Um, And it's so interesting, isn't it, that you have these memories and you were kind of probably already wired for foot fetish and then the pedal pumping thing got wrapped into that. I mean, from such a young age, it just just feels like people are born this way you know what I mean or like through early experiences like through imprinting you know it just feels like um this is just so innate to you and like who you are and and I love it it just sounds kind of like happy like wholesome memories I don't know if you would describe it that way but that's the feeling I get as I read this just like a very wholesome like happy outlet in your childhood um and yeah the internet isn't it amazing it's like such an amazing place for people to discover uh we're not alone we're not alone and I love that you say that you like to be touched by women's feet and played with but not dominated and you enjoy the damsel in distress aspect but you don't really you don't really have a thing for domination. I, I think that's true for a lot of people. I tend to kind of have this like, I've always been someone who, how do I describe this? Like I'm very empathetic and I'm very sensitive, but I also really like to feel power over men Um, for me, it started with boys. When my brother was little, I used to kick him in the balls all the time until my mom, like, you know, was like, you cannot, absolutely cannot do that to him anymore. He was, you know, probably just like three or four years old. And I just, I discovered I was about five and I discovered that I could completely disable him by just kicking him in the balls and he would just fall on the floor and kind of curl up like a bug and leave me alone. And um, I, I just loved it. And then, you know, as as I got older, as a teenager, I used to, uh, and maybe I'll talk more about this on the on the Patreon audio, but I used to really get off on making guys blush, <laughs> like, and I still do this to my boyfriend to this day. Like, I'll do things to kind of like. Mm, kind of push the boundary and like take it all the way to the edge and like get him feeling a little uncomfortable so get him like like my biggest thrill is like his nervous giggle when he like laughs nervously then I there's like I have this deep sense of satisfaction and so (laughs) god I hope he doesn't listen to this so uh, I have more stories about that 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 I can tell um, from you know the younger years 
but yeah i mean it's it's and is that domination i don't know but i definitely um i definitely am i've always been kind of a flirt and a tease and a you know kind of push it to the limit type of person um, which reminds me of this story that I'm working on, which I mentioned last week. I was inspired by my friend's Mustang and this whole like cast of characters is developing and the story that is evolving. And one of the characters, like the, one of the main characters is kind of like has this aspect of my personality where she's kind of like always pushing the pushing the limits um, with the with the men in her life the college you know the other college guys in the story and um that was kind of fun anyway anyway <laughs> oh and i gotta tell you guys my bad news so i went to the store today to go grocery shopping and when i came out to the parking lot someone had keyed my bmw so there's a big like I don't know, good probably six or seven inch slash on the driver's side door of my BMW and I just want to cry. I just hate people. I just fucking hate people today. So um, I'm just really grateful for our community and kind of hating on that people who go around keying someone's car I mean I didn't park like an asshole you know what I mean I didn't like cut anybody off in the parking lot there was like absolutely like I because I sometimes I am an asshole you know what I mean like sometimes I can be kind of aggressive um when I'm driving the BMW because the BMW just wants to be aggressive it likes to go fast and you know I, that's not that's not all me <laughs> as I blame my car no it's so I'll admit like I can admit sometimes I am an asshole but in this case really I wasn't I like and, and the parking lot wasn't like packed or anything I didn't park you know there was no excuse there was I I did not provoke this attack on my car so I'm angry I'm super sad so if anyone wants to like send me some nice words to cheer me up or I don't know I don't know buy me a new car <laughs> actually I don't want a new car I really love my car I love 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 my car I don't want a new car I just want my car unscratched <sighs> So that's my bad news. I shouldn't have ended it with bad news. I was kind of like holding off because I'm like, oh, I don't want to like bring up the bad news at the beginning, but now I'm bringing it up at the end. So um, how do I like end this on a positive? <sighs> I'm not feeling very positive. I'll be honest. I'm just not. I'm just not. So I will just leave it, leave it here. Send me your love, you guys. Send me like happy thoughts that somehow this scratch can get buffed out or something can happen so that every time I walk up to my car and get in, I don't have to see this terrible like slash through the paint. It's just, oh, it like hurts. It like hurts my heart. And don't ever key somebody's car, please. 
please don't be that guy all right you guys thanks for listening i'll see you next week bye